everybody welcome back to we are the batman my name is mike and this is matthew uh, today we are answering your questions that you have sent in to us uh matt how, how how can they send us questions that they want if they want to ask us things there's two different ways usually i uh in my old podcast group fanboy junction i'll put up a link or a uh, a comment that says hey put your questions here and then there's also a link to our we are the batman website that you can go and send in questions at any time you like. Um, yeah. You know, so at any time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> wow. At the link, anytime you want to ask questions, whether we're awake or not, you throw them in there and we will get to them eventually and, and respond. And we uh, we will uh, at that link. You can also send in episode suggestions if you guys have any feedback for us. I mean, it's kind of just a one place for you to go and have your voice heard on the show. We always want to hear from you guys. We ne- we never don't want to hear from you. Um, and so with that being said, uh, you know, before we get into these questions, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. You know, we're we're settling in. There's some some I want to say personal challenges. That sounds always vague and, and cheesy, but. Right. We've, uh, we've got a new living situation that we're dealing with and it's been, it's been interesting, but, uh, ultimately like, you know, it's a first world problem. You know what I mean? Like, Oh no, yeah. our rent went up. Uh, so sad, you know? So, but all in all, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's always, it's always a struggle when real life decides like you're having too much fun. So we need to, we, we need to, we need to temper your expectations here, sir. Um, yeah, I get it. It's it's been it's been busy for me. Uh, I've been I've been going up on stage a lot more. I've got a very big show coming up at the end of the month, so trying to divide my time between this show, the other shows. Yeah, the really positive thing that's been going on in my life is I got hired for two writing gigs. One I can't discuss, but the other one is for Grok Universe Comics. It's uh kind of leans more towards a Christian base, but just you know, if you pray to Jesus before you go defeat all the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's been a lot of fun, but that's probably like I mean, probably one has. of the more exciting thing. Do what? So somebody has to daredevil does. There you go. See? So yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun and it's always as a writer. Some of the hardest things to do is create a world and then write characters in it. So when somebody's already created a world and they're like, Hey, can you get these guys and make them do stuff? Like, yes, that's easy. I can do that. <laughs> Whatever you say, whatever you say, whatever you need, boss, whatever you say, whatever you need. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and get to uh, some quick news that that uh, that dropped. It's it's not so much news as it is just kind of fun revelations. Uh, Barry Keegan, who played the uh, uncredited role, well, not uncredited, but unnamed role of the Joker in the Batman, both in the uh, end scene as well as in a deleted uh, scene that was awesome, uh, apparently got the part. After he submitted an unsolicited audition tape for the Riddler before the role was even cast, um, they they were out looking for people to play the part, and he just recorded this video on his own at like a hotel and sent it in. And they hadn't asked him to do it, but he was like, "I'm going to do it anyway." And if you haven't seen the video, it's on Twitter. We'll 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 put it up on our Twitter uh, at We Are the Batman, and you can you can see this. And it's it's it is just dorky and wonderful but he got passed up for the role the role went to jonah hill then it went to uh um paul dano and after all that was said and done they reached out to barry and said hey we, we might have something else for you and but in the quote it literally says 
you cannot tell anyone. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that video. It's, it's I mean, because he's walking around in a bowler hat with the cane, and he's like, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's he was just having fun because he was like, screw it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see what I can make happen here, and you know what, he he made something happen, that's for sure. You know, this is one of those times where, like, sometimes I think I, I, I can't remember who it was that was talking about like they moved to L.A. And they just sat around waiting for things to happen. And then, you know, after a couple months, we're like, no, I have to make things happen. So mm-hmm. the fact that he just one day was like, you know what? I know there's probably a Batman movie coming. I'm going to try and be Riddler. And he just put it out there. I mean, why not? It doesn't cost you any money. <laughs> just yeah. time. Yeah, odds are Barry Keegan's kind of a weird dude. So odds are he already had that cane and hat in his closet somewhere. And was just waiting for a reason to crack it out. Oh, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So I thought that was funny. Again, go to head over to our Twitter and, and we'll have that posted there uh, as uh, retweeted there, as well as the articles uh, you can read. It's, it's 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 a fun story. But let's get into some of these questions that we've been sent by you, the listeners, and and we'll we'll see what we can come up with. We have not read these yet. We have not uh, uh, pre- uh, pre-written any answers. So we're going to we're going to answer these fresh. Uh, Matt, I believe you have one from the Fanboy Junction Facebook group. Uh, we're going to hit it first. Yes, this comes from Victor Di Giovanni. And he said, is there too much Batman right now? And he has a lot to say, but he mentions canceling Batgirl, the new Batman cartoon, Batwoman. He, his whole point more is that there's just so much things going on with Batman, with movies, Joker 2, uh, Ben Affleck and or Michael Keaton appearing in Aquaman or Flashpoint. Um, you know, you got Batman sidekicks and Batman Teen Titans. You got that stupid Gotham Knights thing. There's the games. He's like, does Batman need to lie totally follow for a while to make it special again? And I think what he's saying is we are inundated with so much Batman and Batman family content that now nothing's interesting and nothing special. Um, is that a concern? Should they pull back on it? What are your thoughts, Mike? So here's so I saw a thing, an article on Twitter recently that was talking about the current uh, comic books in production from DC, and they were almost all bat titles. And on the one hand, yes, I can understand how, from an outside point of view, you would think, oh, all they care about is Batman. But you know these these are businessmen at the end of the day, and they see things in number in, in terms of nickels and dimes. So. And with the way Warner Brothers in general has been focusing on things lately, it's all about the bottom line. So it sounds to me like they're focusing on what's selling. They're focusing on what's making them money. The other stuff's just not making them money. It's not, it's not pulling it in. So like with any, with any entertainment medium, my response is if you want your voice heard, if you want, if, if you want people to, to pay attention, you know, do it with your, do it with your dollars. If you want more Wonder Woman content, go pay for Wonder Woman content. Go buy Wonder Woman comics. If you want other, if you want these shows and, and and movies to to take a step back, don't watch them. Don't go see them. The reason that they keep making these god awful Transformers movies is because they keep making a billion dollars. We're gonna get a Morbius two because everyone went to go see it. Ironically. Um, which led them to think, oh, well, they must love the movie. Let's re-release it, and then it made like a hundred grand. So it it you pay with you you vote with your dollars in in this case. So 
is there a lot of Batman, Batman and Batman adjacent content? I mean, yeah, sure. But it's because Batman's awesome. That's part of it. And he's popular. He sells. He absolutely sells. So it's not that they're only putting all their chips in Batman because he's the only one they care about. It's because he's the only one that anybody's wallets are telling them they care about. So, you know, go see, if, if you really want to see other stuff, go see black Adam when it comes out. That's a DC property. that has got nothing to do with Batman. Go see it. Whether or not, you know, if you really want it, go see it. It, it, it all comes down to us. We tell them what we want them to release with what we watch and what we pay for. Correct. And I think this also goes to the thing, in my opinion, of like, if it's good, it's not oversaturated. Look at the Marvel Universe, you know, pre-Endgame. First, it was one movie every year. Then it was two movies a year. Then it was three movies a year. And we just kept going and going and going. And we love superheroes. Yeah, it wasn't technically the same one over and over again, but it was a lot of the same guys. So I think what happens that is if it's successful, it's good. It's entertaining. People go see it you're making money do it you know hey was batgirl good possibly it possibly it wasn't that's why they canned it but the batman was amazing and if you had told me i was going to be hyped for a batman movie after seeing batman versus superman at justice league i was like there's no way just just no i don't i don't know if i want to see ben affleck as batman but again if it's good if it's interesting if it's a new take or something different People are going to go see it. If it's Beware the Batman, the cartoon, it's not going to get renewed because it's crap. If it's beyond Batman Brave and the Bold or it caters to that early morning, Saturday morning cartoon like the Batman from 2003 or it's amazing like Batman, the animated series, people are going to watch it. People are going to love it. And it's not going to inundate anybody. Yeah, we we said when we talked when we did our episode uh, talking about casting for Batman Beyond, a, mo- a movie for Batman Beyond. Uh, we always said it's never a bad idea to add talent to something. And so as long as what's being distributed to us is good and people like it and it's got talented people behind it and it's making money, it's going to keep being a thing. That's why there's always this this push for another new Batman movie and people get excited about it because that's what they want to see. People were all in for wonder woman it made the first wonder Woman movie made over a billion dollars the second one just wasn't very good people didn't like it so it didn't and all i mean there was a pandemic as well that kind of contributed to that movie not succeeding as well but also just wasn't a good movie people will go see things they like so put put a hundred percent of your time and effort into something like you know to, to the to the filmmakers and the creators of these shows and these movies i would just say just make sure that what you're putting out is your best. Like, don't half-ass something. And if you're someone who thinks there's too much of a particular thing and you want more of something else, vote with your dollars. You know, go to the comic book store. Buy, if you want to see more Wonder Woman, go buy a shitload more Wonder Woman comics. You know, this is the age of social media and soapboxing. Soapbox for something, you know, like encourage people to go do something. I think when we think about soapboxing, you're trying to tell people to stop doing something. Well, you know what? Uh, instead encourage people to go do something encourage them to go buy more wonder woman stuff or buy more you know batgirl or or or, i mean batgirl's batman adjacent but you know whatever it is you want to see more of just go you know or start a podcast (laughs) look everyone's (laughs) got a freaking podcast nowadays if you want more stuff from a property you want then start a podcast build a community build 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 this you know build this uh 
yeah, this community for, for saying you want, there's, there's ways to do it, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not Batman's fault that everybody likes Batman. <laughs> okay. And, and DC and Warner brothers looking at it like he's going to make his money. So that's what we're going to put out. Yeah, exactly. Always go forward with your cash cow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's called that for a reason. Um, all right. So I, I think, I think we've answered Victor's question. Um, I hope we answered Victor's question. Um, if we haven't answered your question, Victor, please, by all means, submit it again uh, in the Fanboy Junction group or follow the link in our podcast episode, and we'd be happy to do, give it another shot. Um, let's go to uh, a question from uh, Ariel. I'm going to butcher this last name. Sisney? Uh, Sisney, yes. Sisney. Okay. Oh, cool. You want to get Cisney. into the Latino of it all. I was close. <laughs> I was close. All right. Uh, so the first question we have is from uh, Ariel, which is, we often mention Batman the Animated Series as the best as the best Batman show. What is our favorite episode? Matt, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Um, my favorite episode, man, I think we talked about it the other the last time, but it's it's almost got him. I think almost got him is definitely my favorite of that series. If you get into what is technically the Batman cartoon because it does kind of reboot itself that last season which can arguably either be the third season or the fourth season but yeah i think that episode is my favorite just because it has a really different storyline as far as like telling each you know each villain talk about how they almost killed him and then there's a surprise twist at the end um but you know i also have to admit that anytime nightwing takes center stage in that last season of the show any of those episodes are going to be my favorite just because they're awesome and like Nightwing's cool. And I, as much as I didn't like the mullet, um, I really liked his outfit in that show. So that one as well. But I mean, so many of those are, are amazing. And I just kind of like rewatching them now. Yeah. The animation kind of drops off a little bit later on in the series, but the storylines are always cool. And then there's also that ninja guy who shows up every so often. I like when he was in the show as well. What's your favorite episode? Um, you know, it's hard to not pick almost got him because it is so freaking good. Um, it's, but you know, we just had the anniversary of this one episode and I, it's, it's one I go back to a lot. It's, it's one that I think really helped, uh, shape one of my favorite, uh, uh, characters of all time. And that, that's gotta be heart of ice. Yeah. You know, we had the anniversary of it uh, on September 7th and it's the, um, it's the first appearance of Mr. Freeze on the show. And it's the first time that we see this show take a character and do something with it. So different, but so iconic that it changes how this character is approached for the rest of time. Because yeah. prior to this episode, Mr. Freeze was just, he had gone by like four different names and he was just a jewel thief. He was just, he was just a joke. He wasn't there to be anything serious. And this one introduced the idea of, of the wife and this kind of like accidental villain motivation. Um, that's, you know, we think about that as the Mr. Freeze backstory. It wasn't until the animated series was created that this backstory was created. Um, Michael Ansara as the voice of Mr. Freeze is like all I ever hear. When I think Mr. Freeze's voice, that's the voice I judge it against for all time. Whether yep. it's the Arkham games or 
you know, Schwarzenegger doing whatever he's doing or, um, any, you know, anything, even, you know, whether it was uh, Clancy Brown in uh, the Batman animated show, it all is just a cheap imitation in my mind of, of how good Michael Ansara was as Mr. Freeze. And he's, he's so good. I mean, this episode won a daytime Emmy award for best writing in an animated program. So it's, it's just, it's so well-written and it's such a great, I mean, there's that line he made, he says where he's like, you know, uh, you know, there's like a, to feel a, a warm breeze on my face. Like, Oh yes, I would, you know, to be able to hold the hand of the woman I love. Yes. I would kill for that. Like that is such, that is such good, uh, good writing. Um, yeah. What's, and what's, what's messed up is that episode was um, when it was eventually re aired on tune Disney uh, uh, several years later, they edited the crap out of it. Um, there's a couple times where like Batman says like, Oh my God. And the, the Mr. Freeze, you know, I'd kill for that line Toon Disney edited that out. Um, yeah. Bruce Tim said that he didn't even, uh, um, notice it until like years later. And he was, you know, obviously upset because that's what won them the Emmy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so it's just it's 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 a it's a beautiful episode if you've never watched the animated series or you maybe didn't know that about mr freeze uh it's on hbo max go watch that episode um in particular or, or just the whole show i mean watch the whole show because it's the whole show's great but yeah a uh, heart of ice is one that always just kind of lives rent free in my head fair enough fair enough what's our next question brother uh, our next question is which episode of Batman, the animated series, would you suggest for someone that is new to Batman to watch first? Well, I mean, we can't just... <laughs> honestly, no, I think I would. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe almost got him because it introduces so many villains. Yeah. You know, which one I think would be a nice step in is uh, the gray ghost. Cause oh, you get the, yeah. the warmth of Adam West being there. The idea of almost moderately getting into part of Batman's origin. It's a little more grounded with the villain because it's more mechanics, not crazy psychosis. And uh, it's just like that. I think there's just something great and uh, warm is such a weird term to use for it. But it is. It's just it's a nice thing that that you anybody can relate to, you know, meeting your hero something happens wrong with your hero you want to help your hero then you're not sure what's actually happening i'm actually going to go down the route i like where you're going with that i'm going to go down the route of i think they should watch parts one and two of robin's reckoning because you get so much backstory and origin story with batman and robin in that episode and it you really understand their relationship and where things are at with the duo for the show in those episodes. Yeah. I think you get a lot of explore exploration of Rob, why Robin is Robin, how they came to become partners. Um, you see some early, early days of, of Batman stuff in there. Um, it's, it's a great way to introduce kind of the world we're living in the two heroes were that we're following in this show, even though, Robin's reckoning is into like season two. I think <laughs> um, I could be wrong, but uh, it's if, if it's in the first season, it's later in the first season. Um, it is. Yeah. It's episode. It, Robin's reckoning. Part one is, is very late into 
season one. Um, but you know, the beauty of watching stuff online is you can watch it out of order. Um, but I think, yeah, I think if you're going to get into the show for the first time, or even into Batman and Robin for the first time, I would start with Robin's reckoning, but almost got him's a good one. And also uh, because like you said, like he introduced to so many different, uh, different characters all at once as well. Yeah. Well, and the beauty of that show, honestly, is that there's only maybe three or four episodes that build on top of each other if they're not like one or two parters. So you could literally grab any episode and watch it and you're not out of order. There's not some overarching storyline throughout any of it. So it's true. You know, you can like you're saying, you could pick and choose and go through and watch. Let me watch these six in whatever order. And it's not going to mess anything up. Yeah, the only time there's ever any kind of carryover story is anything with Catwoman or Ra's al Ghul. Those are pretty much the only times there's like real carryover. Everything else is pretty episodic, which so which again is kind of the beauty of it. If you want just something kind of fun and, and again Saturday morning cartoon of of to ease your way into Batman, that would be where I would. would I mean, honestly, the, the animated series. Where, where where should you start with getting into Batman? The animated series, plain and yeah. simple. Um, I like it. All right. So our next question then is: Some of the most famous comic arcs have been have been animated. Have been. Oh, let me try it again. Some of the most famous comic arts. Jesus. Okay. Some <laughs> of the most famous comic arcs have had animated adaptations. Are there any you would still like to see? I'm going to let you go first on this one. I mean, I think anybody who's listened to me at all knows that the cult, Batman the cult is, well, that's more of a graphic novel, but that's a storyline I would love to see animated. Um, I would love to see, I mean, it's kind of weird because Robin's Reckoning is essentially year three of the Batman comic where they tell Robin's storyline, but I mean, I would almost like to see them do. I'm taking this as you want, like a direct DVD release of making of it. And I would love to see that storyline because it um, it's just a cool story. And there's, you know, the Robin's Reckoning, they, they played with it and they don't get as into some of the other things of the current timeline, what's happening. But then it's also weird because in year three, Dick Grayson is already Nightwing. He's not Robin anymore. So there's a different dynamic in that relationship. But I think that would be a cool thing to tell because that was the big thing when I watched Reverend Robin's Reckoning. Like it was really cool, but the relationship between Batman and Dick Grayson is so different in the cartoon because he's still Robin at the time that there's a lot of things that happen in the original comic that I would love to see because I think correct my wrong it's been a long time since i've seen robin's reckoning is the beginning of the storyline in the comic is that zuko gets gunned down by other criminals and dick grayson oh the show's different because in the show he's still alive and that's yeah. robin's robin's basically gonna trying to go kill him and and yeah. batman's trying to stop him yeah so in this it's more like did you know this was going to happen because because batman takes nightwing to his release mm-hmm so they can do like the intimidation thing and he gets killed. He gets get just gunned down right as he walks out of jail. And Dick Grayson's like, did you know that was going to happen? Is that why you brought me here? And there's like, because the, at the time there was such a distrust between them. I would love to see that era of Batman, which I think has never been in any kind of animation. That era where they, they truly do not like each other. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Honestly, I, th- I think the one that did that the most was 
Brave and the Bold. Yes. When uh, Robin is just Robin as a solo hero over in Bloodhaven and Batman shows up and he's just like, I don't want you here. Yeah. But there's also so much backstory you'd have to tell. You'd have to do like a flashback intro to get into that. But I think that that would be one I would love to see. Not so much year two. That one was kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. Even though it has a great cover. Batman year two has one of the best covers ever. And it's the first time you ever see Batman with a gun. So that drawing of <laughs> Batman and he has like a shoulder holster and he's holding up a gun drawn by Alan Davis. That's from Batman year two. Okay. I gotcha. What about you? Um, you got one? I've got, I've got kind of a, of a controversial question, uh, answer to this, to this question. Um, I think they should stop making the uh, adaptation animated movies because they're, <laughs> And here's the thing. I've been the champion of these things for years. I really have. But the last few they've done have been utter dog shit. I mean, the last few they've done have been very, very bad. Um, Injustice broke me. The Injustice animated movie broke me. It was so bad. It was it was like it made me violently angry. I wanted to go punch things after watching that. It was so bad. Uh, A hush. The hush animated movie was abysmal. It was abysmal. It was terrible. Um, I thought that uh, Apocalypse War was okay at best. Um, oh, you that know, was dumb it, as crap. <laughs> it was okay at best. You know, uh, the, the all, and also there, this might be also because some of my personal stuff coming through, but they're also focused on freaking Damian Wayne. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> Nobody likes Damian <laughs> Wayne. Because you get Son of the Batman, then Batman versus Robin, then Batman Bad Blood, then Justice League versus the Teen Titans, and Teen Titans the Judas Contract. They're all focused on Damian Wayne. Nobody likes Damian Wayne. Um, Justice League Dark was okay. I mean, the best part about that was Matt Ryan as Constantine. Because at the end of the day, that wasn't really Justice League Dark. That was Batman featuring a couple of, ma- of magic users. And, and again, I love Batman. This is a Batman podcast. That wasn't Justice League Dark. Justice yeah. League Dark Apocalypse War was pointless because Constantine just has Flash go back and reset everything at the end. Oh, yeah. okay. So who cares now? Um, the uh, the the Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman two-parter wasn't bad. It was kind of weird to see the Death of the Superman one because we'd already had um, Super Batman. Story, yeah. The Apocalypse one had already been done. Or not Apocalypse. Um doomsday we had already had the doomsday one done uh, a few years prior so it was interesting to see them do that again but this was told differently it was it was a bit more comic accurate because we get part two with reign of the superman but for the most part these have all been just absolutely terrible i mean the the batman and harley quinn one was almost unwatchable it was it was terrible um and i got what they were going for but it just wasn't good it was As very was, bad what was that called the last laugh where they no the killing joke the killing joke was trash I, I have such mixed feelings on the killing joke because like the part of this the part of the movie that is actually the killing joke is fine it's fine it's a literal frame by frame adaptation of the book so it's kind of pointless but it's fine it's that first 45 minutes that they created to make it feature length with Batman and Batgirl doing it on a rooftop that was unwatchable because I I got to go see I got to go see a screening of that in theaters and I remember people walking out 
after the Batgirl thing. They were just like, no, screw this. And I was almost one of them. Like, it was very bad. The part of it that is the killing joke is is perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I love that they got Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill back to do the voices. That was that was fantastic. But that 45 minutes with Batgirl, the the, the Batgirl softcore porno at the top is is not good. It's awful. So yeah, my personal opinion, stop making these cuz they've gone <laughs> from being some of cuz they used to be incredible. They used to be fantastic. And they aren't anymore. They haven't been for a long time. Like I think back to like Superman, Batman, Public Enemies was very good. Uh, the Wonder Woman one. they did in like 2009 was very good. The Under the Red Hood one is incredible. Um, the Justice League Doom is very is one of my favorites. I mean, there were so many of them. There were like 40 of them that were like very good until these recent years have just been just unwatchable man i even like the long halloween one i will say that one's a more recent one i thought it was pretty good but like you know if i had gun to my head if i had to pick one for them to adapt i mean i don't know give uh, give batman beyond another shot i guess i don't know um <laughs> i mean because at this point they've done everything but also I'm afraid to say one because I feel like they'd screw it up. I thought Injustice was was an easy slam dunk because the the five years of Injustice comic books that were the prequel to the video game were some of the best comic book writing of the last 15 years. That was some of the best comic book writing I have read in a very long time, and it was a prequel to a video game, and they found a way to screw it up. So, um, I'm so I'm honestly afraid to say anything. Um. Maybe, I don't know, the Trench Coat Brigade? Um, well, yeah, and I think, too, the problem now is that, like, literally in the last 10 years, DC has rebooted their universe twice, maybe arguably three different times. So, yeah. like I was saying earlier, like, I don't even know if Batman Year 3 is canon. <laughs> so why would they go back and redo and do a storyline that's not canon anymore? You know, there's so many of these great storylines I can remember from before like there was one it was like a two-parter batman and it was like batman trying to hunt down this serial killer yeah um, and he couldn't he, he just couldn't catch the guy in the act he couldn't get proof but everybody knew he did it and then like one of the victim's sisters at the end slices the guy's throat and batman and robin capture her and take her to the cops and they're like, what are we going to do? Like, what you know, you've got to go down. And she's like, yeah, find a jury that's going to convict me. And Robin and Batman have this discussion about like, you know, she's wrong. You know, yeah. you, you can't you can't just kill somebody knowing you're going to get away with it because you want justice for whatever. That's not what we're about. And like something like a storyline like that, that really gets some meaty stuff would be interesting. But I think that that's Jason Todd is Robin. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if the Robin matters, but I mean like stuff like that where, you know, you, you get into like, you know, why would Batman be mad at that? Well, because it's not right. You know, so that's where like yeah. some of the but that's the thing is like there's so many good stories that are just like not can't like I still like we were talking about Batman Prodigal 
the graphic novel. I don't know if mm-hmm. that storyline's canon anymore because last yeah. I checked, Tim Drake was technically never Robin. <laughs> so you're just like, what the crap? What What is real and what's not? So I think that's also a, a struggle with picking something as well because there's nothing recently that I would I would do. If I had to pick something, I would say maybe JLA New World Order because that's my favorite JLA run. And I think that one would make a really good uh, animated film. But again, I'm also not sure I want them to touch these because, you know, I don't trust them with my toys anymore. So fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, We got one more question in, and that is uh, another one from uh, Ariel. And that is, uh, are there any villains you like, but you would not want to see in the Robert Pattinson movies? Why? Uh, that's a very good question, actually. Um, Clayface. You I know, I hate ground- you. But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, but yeah. Because I really, I really want, I've been begging for years for a Batman Clayface horror movie that would be really good. But in Pattinson's Batman, it wouldn't work. Not, not a chance. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that the, the, the problem with Batman is he is at his best when he is grounded. Yeah. But once you ground him, you lose like 30, 40 percent of his his uh, his rogues gallery. You know, yeah. you, you lose Maxi Zeus. You lose like, I'm sorry, you lose Killer Croc. You, you know, yeah. you lose Clayface. You lose so many of these really cool villains that would make great storylines. But there's nothing in the ever of ever that's going to make you explain some dude suddenly becomes, you know, malleable and, and rubbery and can turn himself into anybody. You know, yeah. you, you may get into like, like, I think the only way you would do Clay's face is if he was some kind of amazing actor, special effects guy. And throughout the movie, you never know who he really is because he's never himself. I actually, that- I wrote, I wrote a spec script uh, for an idea of how to do it last year before I had seen the Batman. And um, I still stand by that. It's a good idea, but I don't think it would work with with Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, there's some of those, those villains that are just fantastical, you know? Um, I mean, yeah. like, I think I, I don't remember my pitch exactly, but I think the, like something like, uh, Oh gosh, his name is totally escaping me. The guy with the puppet. Oh, the ventriloquist. like something like that is perfect. Yeah. Because it's just some schizophrenic dude. And I use that term, Light, I'm not using that term lightly. I mean, whatever you want to call it, multiple personality disorder, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But I think getting into that kind of stuff, because look, Riddler ain't right. <laughs> like, he ain't right in the head no. of that movie. So no. I think setting up this dark noir Batman, that's where you go into the Riddler. You get into, you know, the Penguin as a gangster. You get into the Ventriloquist. You Maybe the Mad Hatter, depending on how you have him control people. Um, you know, I think the influencer aspect would be a much more interesting than he has mind control powers or whatever. So I think, but like something like Clot King is something you could do. Somebody who's obsessed with time and is able to do things like I actually thought out of a window and land on a train because he knows when it's coming by. <laughs> the, the CW Arrowverse did a take on the Clot King that I thought was actually very well done. Like I thought how they utilized him was incredible was very good because it was one of those characters i was like this could never work outside of an animated series or a comic <clears throat> book and they found a way to make it work like he was just kind of this brilliant time focused strategist and i was like that is that's good that's very good um 
So I think Claw King could work in in the Battenson world very well. Um, not as a main, maybe as like uh, someone's guy in the chair for the for the main villain. Yeah. Um, Ventriloquist is an interesting idea. Ventriloquist is one that could work, but you would have to take it very carefully because that can go from being scary to silly real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so that's that's a good one. As far as ones I would not want to see, I I personally don't want to see one we've seen before unless they're bringing something new with it. But I really don't want to see Bane. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I know there's I know we we've talked about it. People online have talked about it that, you know, that thing he injects himself with that, which I think was nothing more than just an adrenaline shot personally. But yes. people are saying, oh, well, it looks kind of green. And, and so they're thinking, oh, we're coming for a Bane setup, especially considering what you and I talked about on last week's show. I don't want to see Bane in, that, in the Battenson universe. I, I don't I don't want that because as cool of a as a, of a villain as Bane is, especially if you keep him comic book accurate, I I don't need a revisit of we we just had that not that long ago with The Dark Knight Rises. I don't need us to revisit that quite so soon. There are so many other villains that I think a we haven't seen yet that I'd like to see more and B that I think we've seen before, but our past due for a redemption like Mr. Yeah. Freeze. I think there's a way to make Mr. Freeze work in Battenson's universe. And if there's ever been a character that deserved a live action redemption is Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Well, and I think too, is there are certain characters that, only work once we've been with Batman for a while. Bane yeah. is not a year two villain. He's no, not he's a year not. three villain, a year four villain. Like the magic of Bane is there are, I mean, depending on if you want to get into the Venom storyline, but even still like breaking the Batman, the second year out means nothing. Breaking Batman during year 10 or year five or year eight, that's different, you know? And that's where I think, you know, some of these where doing movies of a character is difficult because, yes, you do want to bring in all these cool characters. But, you know, hey, if I don't feel like Batman's unstoppable, it doesn't mean anything when he's stopped. Yeah, so exactly. That's, we don't that's, we don't feel like he's unstoppable yet. The idea yeah. is is to break the unbreakable. That's what Bane's are supposed to be. Doing. So Bane's one. Um, if I had to pick another one, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, because unfortunately for me right now, there are so many I want to see that the idea of picking one I don't want to see is is tough. I'm not I am not in. I know there's a lot of people that are and I get it. I am not in the camp of we don't need another Joker. Like, no, if there's a, if Batman exists, we need to have a Joker like you like. That's just kind of the rules of law. Um, I, I understand the emotion of not wanting him to be the big bad of a movie. That part I'm OK with. But if he's just kind of the Hannibal Lecter in the background, like he was in the Batman, I'm fine with that. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'm indifferent to the Joker thing. Like, I don't mind waiting. But again, I think this is one of those, like, we've established he exists and he's been caught. Yeah. So maybe a second he was, movie. He was of him, year one. Yeah, maybe a, a movie of him coming back and like a second or third film of him, you know, escaping and doing whatever he does. That That might be interesting. But yeah, I think... Yeah, 
I the next movie definitely is Batman versus Penguin. And I think that's that's where it needs to be. And then See, I, I think I think they're building Penguin up for, for, for movie three. I mean, it just depends because he's supposed to have his own show. So I guess it depends on what yeah. that own his own show does. I think the show is meant to be how he got to where he is in the Batman. I don't think it's a bridge between one and two. Only time will tell if it even yeah. happens at this point with DC. <laughs> who the hell knows? I mean, it's still on the slate, but who the hell knows at this point? Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's, they'll it's, get 90% through and decide it's no good and <laughs> tax yeah. rate it off. <laughs> And they'll cast and they'll, they'll cast Brendan Fraser in it, and then once again sweep pull it out from under his feet. Be nice to Brendan Fraser, Warner Brothers. Yes. Brendan Fraser is a diamond encrusted angel of hope, love, and joy. You be nice to him, okay? Yeah. Um, otherwise, he yeah. might be Wonder Man. Yikes. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that that's what I don't want to see in the Pattinson movies is Wonder Man. Wait a minute, that's Marvel. Anyway. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's all the questions that we got from you guys. We we love hearing from you. We really do. We always do want to hear from you. Uh, so please uh, hit the hit the link in the description of this episode to go to our our what we are the Batman Google form. Send in your questions, your episode suggestions, any feedback you want to give us. We'd love to get your questions and 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 shout you out on the show. Particularly if we do pick your episode topic, we will give you credit and we will reach out to you and see if you would like to submit something for the episode you know, your picture or, or whatever the concept might be. So please do that. Or if you're on Facebook and you're a member of the fanboy junction, Facebook group, uh, head over there as well. We always put up master posts looking for questions from you guys. Uh, those come from Matthew and, uh, this this was fun. I, I again, you guys give us great, great questions and, and great episode topic, uh, great episode topics. So thank you guys so much. Yes, definitely. And Ariel, Victor, just keep sending them in. Anybody else out there? Yeah. www.facebook.com slash group slash fanboy junction with a K. If you want to look for the post, do it. If you just want to randomly put it on there or, you know, like Mike said, hit us up on Twitter, message me through Facebook, whatever, whatever questions you guys have or ideas you might have, throw them our way. You know, sometimes we sit here and go like, I don't know what's the next episode going to be. I don't know. Let's do a yeah. Q&A. <laughs> Sometimes you get days like today where we're, where we're banking episodes away for a few weeks. Sometimes you have it where it's like, we got nothing. We got no ideas. So we always want to get a couple from you guys. You can let us know on all those places and let us know on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at we are the Batman. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. You find me at Mr. J Ninja. We'll see you guys again next time here for another episode of we are the Batman. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye-bye.